never again will I ever bet on Wrexham. Fucking shite. <laughs> This episode of the podcast, we discuss Operation Big Picture and the Premier League's plans to introduce a £14.95 charge for the Premier League games that weren't supposed to be shown. Also, Mauricio Pochettino. Is he that good? And where will his next destination be as rumours fly around of him joining United or City? Sit back, relax, crack open a cold one. It's time for Full Manx on Toffee. Press record now, get, <laughs> get everyone seeing that. So uh, Lee got his brows done in Liverpool before the lockdown <laughs> this week. <laughs> it's like when you, do you know when you was a kid and you used to fucking draw on eggs? There's a called The Podcaster. Go on, what's that? Go on, what's the podcaster look like? I've got it on there. He's just, you see the... Let's just give you a moustache. Well, I've already got a, bo- a beard, so none of these beard features work. <laughs> so that, that moustache is the podcaster, is it? Must be. Yeah. Fucking hell. Why is it the Ron, Ber- Ron Burgundy podcast? <laughs> did, did you ever listen to that? It was fucking well funny, that. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> so good, isn't it? Um, Danny, should we discuss what your cat's doing in the background there? I'm fucking just, that's all I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> that is my entertainment. She's having a clean, mate. Honestly, she, like, right in a minute ago, she was just like, hit record, have you? Now's the time for me to lick clean. <laughs> yeah. Hit record, have you? Now I'll start making a fuss. She'll start screaming in a minute. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be absolutely class. Speaking so of, tell you what's um, not class, boys. Tell you what's not class. Having to pay fifteen pounds to watch Man United versus Newcastle on Monday. They're gonna do a U-turn on it, you know. That's what I Saturday. heard. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night. No. Oh, is it Saturday night? Sorry. Oh, yeah, because it's eight o'clock. I was. I always associate eight o'clock games with a Monday. Uh, I forget that we have them on Sunday now. On Saturday as well. Yeah. I. I don't know how they can U-turn it. Like they've already set everything in stone. Like it, they're cutting it fine if they're going to U-turn it. They've had a huge just, backlash, haven't they? Yeah, they're just so tone deaf to everything that's going on. But they've had such an extreme backlash. I don't think I know or have seen or have read one person who's on board with charging fans fourteen ninety five, especially to watch United and Newcastle, which is going to be a shite game. Let's face it. Who's paying that? No one's paying that. No. I think the worst one I saw was like <laughs> the day after, it was like West Brom versus Burnley or something like that. Like I don't even think West Brom and Burnley fans are paying fifteen pounds to watch that. If you paid me fifteen pound, I wouldn't watch that. It's a fucking <laughs> horrible game. That yeah, it, it's a horrible system. I don't, I, I don't understand where they've come up with it from. Like they. they well, I think we all credited the Premier League so much at the start of the season saying, yeah, we're going to throw all games on TV. If we're not allowed fans in stadiums, we're going to make it accessible for people. And that was class. That's the first class thing the Premier League have done in years. And 
no more than five weeks later have they just pissed everyone off. Well, is it is it the Premier League or is it? Yeah, it's the Premier League. Uh, BT and Sky. So it's the deal is it's any games not picked up by BT Sky and Amazon on that the initial contract they set out at the start of the season, and the Premier League are, are just using Sky because it's the best model they've got. Because yeah. it's not just Sky though; it's B- BT as well, BT box office. Yeah, I think it's if you've got like a BT box or you've got a Sky box. Because no, I know so, the money, no, no, the money's, so, the money's going, the money's going to the clubs. Like the money's not right. going to Sky and BT. The money's going to the clubs. That's what my understanding anyway. If you look at the games on Saturday, you've got like the Liverpool Everton game uh, half twelve on BT Sport main channel. Then you've got the three o'clock on BT Sport box office, and then you've got uh, the half five. Is it Arsenal City on yeah. Sky Sports main event? And then you've got United Newcastle on Skybox Office. Oh, I don't know then. To my understanding, it was it was going to clubs and the Premier League, not Sky. But you could be right. I think the problem is is the Premier League have seen the way that um, the Championship have. They've got a streaming service, haven't they? In the Championship, yeah, yeah, yeah. But theirs is like a tenner a, a tenner a match, I think, if they want to watch an individual game. So what the Premier League have done is they've thought, well, we're worth an extra fifty percent on top of that. What? <laughs> it's it's just one of those things in it where they've started uh, yeah, to charge for something that you didn't get all, for free. all that money will go directly to Premier League clubs, not Sky or BT. See, they're just using they're just wrong. using the broadcasters. They're just using the broadcasters as a platform. But then it, it begs the question: Why is some of them on BT and some of them on Sky? Like that doesn't actually make any sense, does it? No, I think it may have been who was scheduled to have that match anyway when they were letting you have them. Going to show days. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's Sky and Sorry, I was just going to say because they will have had all like the pundits and everything and the anchors booked in and the staff ready for those days. They just thought we'll just keep it on those channels, but yeah, it's a good make it a pay pay channel. Uh, It's it's, it's blank. Sky and BT will make that money back through advertising alone. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, while while people are paying for it and stuff like that. So even if the money does go to the clubs, they'll make that through advertising. Well, that's it. Yeah, win-win. Tone deaf. What what we should have done, and maybe this is me obviously not knowing the finances behind football or anything, is just sold them games to Amazon. Yeah. So we've got an even playing field of yeah, free free broadcasters. If they want to make money, like I'm not I'm not going to say give them to BBC because they're never going to do that. They've had like three games in the last year. That's the first time they've shown it since like what ninety two is it? Yeah. Like they should have they should have just sold the rest of the games to Amazon. And then had it like or even had like a Netflix type streaming or the iPlayer that the championship clubs have. Fifteen yeah. quid a ma- fifteen quid a match is ridiculous. Eight pound well, a month with your um Amazon Prime sound. I would have paid fifteen pound a month for all of them games. Yeah, yeah. To have extra access to them, I think yeah. we've we've talked about this like further in the past. I think remember it was um, Simon Jordan on Talksport who um, started to advocate the idea of like a prem prem flicks, like a Premier League centrally owned like Netflix model. Um, and I've written about it in the past, and we've already all spoke about it in the past as well. Is, is that football is actually one of the industries where. Um, a monopoly is actually a good thing for consumers because 
obviously with anything monopolies hurt the consumer because it means if one company owns everything they get to drive the price up and stuff but um when it comes to football rights like you were just saying then danny we, we we've got to pay sky membership sky sports how much is that 40 quid a month yeah. um bt sport package that's an extra 20 15, quid a month 20 in it yeah then you've got amazon prime now if you want to watch those games that's what Eight, eight quid, nine. nine quid a month, 75 quid a year, you pay for it outright. And then now you've got to pay, potentially, if you want to see your club. I, I'm not saying, I would probably say, actually, it's more beneficial for clubs like, or supporters of clubs like Manchester United, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, because their games are more likely to have already been in the original packages. Um, so it's the, the teams and supporters of clubs like Burnley and Palace, um, and the maybe newly promoted teams that are going to suffer most from this because their games will most likely have not been already within the subscription packages or sorry, the rights packages that they originally bought at the start of the year. So essentially, you kind of think of it, well, the money's therefore going to go mainly to clubs that might need it more um, and are probably feeling the effects more of not having fans in the games. But then... The, foot, the Premier League football clubs are getting enough money anyway. Do they really need to fob the fans off by making pay an extra 15 quid a game? No. Um, some people may argue, well, it's a substitute. You pay more than that for a match day ticket. So, we, you know, it's not a match day experience though. So, no. just we watch it at home for free. Like It doesn't, doesn't make sense. Um, and I think they've just got it completely wrong. But I can't actually see them going back on the word. They will have set it up and had it all sorted now. Unless... They drop the price seven ninety nine a game, maybe like uh, bring it in line with um, Sky's Day Pass for Sky Sports. The now TV stuff, yeah, uh, and even then that's creeping up in price. I remember that used to be six ninety nine, it's now eight ninety nine or something, nine ninety nine or something. Yeah, I think like it's yeah, I think it's a tenner now. I think it's a yeah, tenner it's for a day pass, which is just ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot that when they first made this announcement, um, IPTV started trending on Twitter. <laughs> um, now. <laughs> not officially um, outright condoning the use of um, IPTV packages. Um, but I can understand why many people would choose that option because why wouldn't you? I understand people's position on that. Um, but yeah, it's just a shambles, really. It's just ripping off fans. And this the is thing is, right, it, we're in this financial fucking crisis. So many people have been furloughed. So many people have been laid off. No one's got any cash. The one thing that we've enjoyed over the last few months is football being back. And mm. like we said, we're giving the Premier League credit. Sky, BT, BBC and Amazon, they showed every single game through September. And it was class. I think we all sat and watched it. It was football almost every night. We all watched everything. And they've just alienated everyone with one decision to make it £15. No one's got... like I say no one. Obviously, people do. When people are struggling, like I take myself as an example where I've lost almost all my hours at work due to COVID. So I'm down on a 16-hour contract. I haven't got £15. What's United? No. It's not while we're playing shit anyway. If we were watching so, United from 2008-2009, probably be a bit more willing. But the way we're playing at the moment and the fact that it's £15, I, I, I can't justify it at all. They've, um, they've inadvertently pushed everyone towards lower league football, I think. Because I don't know about you, lads, but 
I'm going to start looking at the fucking fixtures that Buckley have got. I'll go and watch fucking Buckley on a Saturday and Sunday rather than fucking yeah. pay £15 and I'll get the match day experience. Josh, you've got Wern Albion near you. It's not too far away yeah, from you, yeah. that Lee. Danny, Babs, you've got loads of teams in around where you are in Stockport, Greater Manchester. I, I would honestly rather go and put the money into the pockets of clubs who actually need it. Do not fucking ever tell me, as, as anyone who represents any Premier League club, not that they ever listens to this podcast, but you will one day. <laughs> do not tell me that a Premier League club needs the money. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't need the money that badly. I'm sorry, but you don't. It's just so fucking incredibly tone deaf to think that the Premier League or Premier League clubs need the money more than they need to give football fans the opportunity to watch their teams in a time where everyone's being negatively impacted by COVID. Every single one of us in this group, every single one of the hundreds of people that, that follow us on Twitter, that we speak to on Twitter, that we speak to in everyday life, everyone's been affected negatively by COVID in one way or another. And the Premier League come out of an announcement saying that they're going to start charging us 1495 for games that were free to air on TV a few weeks ago. That they were putting on TV for us to watch. I I guess that one argument from, from their side will be, well, you would never have been able to watch those games anyway because they weren't on TV originally. They've only put them on TV because... Football restarted. People people couldn't go to grounds, so they said, "Right, as a farewell farewell gesture, we'll put these out for free." And now they're saying, "Right, you've had that for free for a bit. Now we want some money for it." That's 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 how they'll see it. The um, only reason why we don't get to see the games. The only reason why we don't get to see the games is because it's cheap as fucking three o'clock band. That fucking hell, man! Like that has been around since the dawn of fucking time. The dinosaurs were killed and then all of a sudden man came crawling out of the stone and went. And the first rule will be three o'clock blanket ban on Saturday um, 3 p.m. kickoffs. It's been around for fucking ever. And I get the reason that they want to come out with that they're protecting lower league teams. You don't want people not going to watch the local team on a Saturday at three o'clock. It's utter bollocks. It's because you can't decide between years where you want to wear the games. And you don't want to fucking lose that money one way or another and you can't decide between yourselves. I don't know what you used to, like, Josh and Dale, like, you've not had a chance to get your saying on it yet, but I, I hope you got similar opinions to what the three of us have. Like, I, just a fucking piss take, isn't it? Yeah, I, going back to what you said about the lower league teams, mate, I tweeted out to my local team uh, a couple of days ago, Witten Albion. I, I don't live around uh, where Witten play anymore, but... And I would rather spend... I saw some some lad tweeted about it and I completely um, agree with what he said. He went to watch his local team. He spent 15 quid, the equivalent of the, the pay-per-view matches. He, he managed to get a ticket, program and a pie and enjoyed some good football and helped his, his local team stay in afloat during a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do exactly the same for Witten. They yeah. only get about 150, 200 fans on average. On a good day, they maybe get against a big club they might get 300 something like that I just think you know if I can give them a tenner of my money I'm going to go watch them in a couple of weeks and it just help them out and if everybody does that then they'll survive this pandemic the big clubs can survive already they've got millions and millions of pounds cash reserves probably do you not think so yeah I, I completely agree with that sorry to interrupt you um do you not think that this is an opportunity for us to maybe put a campaign together and we try and front something that says, right, 
everyone, let's get behind this. Rather than spending 15 quid to watch a Premier League club this weekend, next weekend, see which grassroots clubs around you are allowing fans into the game and go and spend your 15 quid on them instead. Buy a ticket, buy a pint, buy a pie. Go and watch some local football instead. That could be something that we could try and kick off. What do you reckon? I'd be well behind that. I think that'd be pretty cool. We'd have to give it a, come up with a name, come up with a slogan. If someone could kick off a website, if, if anyone is listening out, out there who listens to this podcast, who could even kick off a website that shows you what you could get for 15 quid down your local club. Price of, price, price of a pint, price of a meal, price of the match day ticket, price of the programme. Do you know what I mean? I saw Trevor, Trevor Sinclair talking about it. Trevor Sinclair was talking about it on Twitter and he was said like, like similar to what you just said, Josh, that I would much rather have that experience of a 15 quid pie pint programme and a game supporting the local community rather than feeding them greedy twats. Yeah, definitely. I think greedy as well because 19 of them voted in favour of this pay-per-view and only Leicester voted against yeah. it. So I read. It knocks me sick, that. Ridiculous. I know, yeah. Because, especially as a United fan. As, he, as, as a United fan, it pisses me off even more because we of any club do not need it because we are on Sky at OBT almost every fucking week. Like, we are on more than most because we are the, we are the global club. We are what a lot of people pay for Sky for. Mm-hmm. But... It's, it, well, I'm not even going into it because I'll end up running about Edward Wood again. Dale, what are you thinking, mate? I mean, I mean, we've just we've just put a bid in for ninety million for a fucking player. You know, we don't need the money. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the money. I mean, I, I, I've not, I've not, I've not seen, I've not read much on it to be honest. So it's this, is this fifteen ninety nine? Is this, is this for the month? Is this for a month? No, no it's, it's for a one game, game mate. W- one game. One yeah. game, and what a certain cut goes to to what the what the lower league teams does it? No, no, it goes to the Premier League club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've 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 like I say I've not I've, I've not read much about it, but if 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 that's the way they want to go with it, then what's what's the football? What's the Premier League coming to? I mean, just a hard pass for me. The business in it. At the end of the day, that's what it is now. It is a business. And then you look, you look at like the, the lower league teams, and I mean, for fuck's sake, they've got salary caps at the moment as well. And you just, you just think, come on, chaps, hey. Eh? It's wrong, isn't it? It's so you know, wrong. Out a bit more to to the lower leagues because at the end of the day, you know, this is where the players are coming from, grassroots. They're coming through the lower league. Make, getting yeah. you know getting getting the moves to a to a champ, championship team and then potentially you know into a Premier League team. This is where all you know these young these young young players. This is where they come through. But uh, I don't know. It's crap, isn't it? It stinks. It just stinks. Yeah. I guess one thing that we probably go on to in in a bit, um, which. Is probably unsurprising after what's come out this week about having to pay pay-per-view now for a single games. Um, it, it's kind of then not surprising that clubs like Manchester United and Liverpool are now wanting to shake up the world of football with this um, Operation Project Big Picture. Operation Big Picture. 
Um, and it's supposedly being led by Manchester United and Liverpool. Now, one thing I want to make really clear here is it's not being led by Manchester United and, and Liverpool. It's being led by Manchester United's owners and Liverpool's owners. I don't think it'll have anything to do with the hierarchy or the supporters' trusts or the players, etc. It's not, oh, United and Liverpool getting pally together. It's not. It's the fucking businessman at the top who want to seize power to ensure that they solidify their future in the league, solidify the future of the revenue-making potential, and to effectively end any, however minute they were in the first place, possibilities that they wouldn't be an elite club anymore and therefore not have the money to go go with that. But I think that there's a little bit of um, synergy between the two things that may have happened there. Um, and it's not surprising at all, um, but I'm sure we'll go into that in greater detail. Um, Fucking yanks. <laughs> it is. Apparently, <laughs> today I saw that an American marketing firm had bid something like $250 million or maybe $350 million um, to buy a 20% stake in the Premier League as a, as a whole entity um, a few years ago, and it was rejected. Um, and it almost feels like Americans have just bought Wrexham and another American has just bought another lower league club. I can't remember who it was. And it almost feels like the Americans are starting to wake up to the earning potential of British football. Um, and I'm not talking just Premier League. I'm talking all leagues. Um, it seems that that comedian, American comedian, and Ryan Reynolds have clubbed together, haven't they, to, bought, to buy Wrexham. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just seems yeah. like a big publicity stunt. Like yesterday I saw the, the guy, his, his name's escaping me now for life of me, but the co-owner basically, along with Ryan Reynolds, was tweeting, oh, how do I get a VPN to watch Wrexham tonight in the cup game and stuff? And just all seems like a little bit of a joke to them, whereas this is people's livelihoods. And it was I'm like Tony exactly. Tony Khan tweeted, didn't he? Apologising for Fulham's performance. Yeah. But Listen, what's the CEO tweeting for for a club's performance? Listen, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he's fucking lucky I didn't tweet him out of fucking fury last night because Wrexham <laughs> were on my fucking threefold, double chance, and he got beaten <laughs> at home by Maidenhead United. He's fucking lucky he didn't wake up to a fucking mm-hmm. bunch of vitriol and his fucking DMs this morning. I'm telling you that now for nothing. That's well, my fault, that. Never again will I ever bet on Wrexham. Fucking shite. <laughs> South Liverpool won, Litherland Remy won. Fucking hell. I know. Then there's another one here. Northwich. So 1874 Northwich, who are like the other club in Northwich, because there's Northwich Vicks and 1874 Northwich. Uh, one of my mates actually plays for 1874 Northwich as a striker. Um, but they beat Selby Town 3-0 and there was 180 people at the game, it says. And he says that a ticket costs £6. Um, and there's another one, the most recent, he went, must have gone tonight. Barnoldswick Town 0, 1874 Northwich 3. There was 128 people there. It cost six quid at the Silent Night Stadium. The Silent Night Stadium. Yeah. And there's some pictures there. There's my mate as well in one of the pictures. Right on the edge, where my finger is. Good fucking lad. Yeah, but he, he, um, other my other mate. You know, uh, I've got that other mate that was pro for like a, a professional footballer officially for Morecambe, but he only got like seven games. Yeah, he is now playing for AFC Telford, and they've got. Oh yeah, I remember you saying. 
Well, they're playing tonight. I'm going to actually have a look how they're getting on. But they were playing in an FA Cup um, qualifier tonight. Yeah. They were odds on to win, so I'd imagine they won in the FA Cup tonight. Right. We think. So it was nil-nil at half-time. So... Oh. Oh. Go on. Penalties. Penalties. But right now, is it? I think so. Good lad. Makes me think, like, when we were talking about local clubs before, like, Dale, Dale and Danny, what, apart from County, obviously, like, what other clubs have you got around you that you can actually go and watch? Me, personally, Hyde, Ashton, Curzon, Staley Bridge, Ducky, uh, Oldham to a stretch. Have you got anyone near you, Babs? Um... Cheadle. Uh, that's about it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all more my end, aren't they? Oh, the, uh, I think the more the more sort of uh, towards Danny's way. Uh, like I say, Curzon's Curzon's not that far. Hyde. Yeah. Um, obviously Ashton. Uh, Go Curzon. Curzon is struggling well. for money at the moment. I know that. Curzon are really struggling. We need to blow our support into them. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not paying. I refuse to fucking pay. I, I never, even if it's a big game like United or Liverpool or something, I'm not paying fourteen ninety five. I'm sorry, I'm just not doing it. No, to, I'll be honest, mate. Like that has really like put me off like the Premier League in total, and then just how our club is being run at the moment. I'm I'm cracked a joke in one of uh, one of my group chats a while ago saying like, is it moral to change your team support? due to the way that your clubs ran and then like starting to understand why FC United was formed. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, I didn't get it back then because I was a bit younger and obviously I didn't, I didn't understand. I'm understanding now. I completely understand why a lot of them fans went over and started that club and more power to them. It, it is, there's a lot of decisions going on at United at the moment that are killing my love for that club. And it is, it is difficult. Like I said, I'd much rather... I've been to more county games in the last four or five years than I've United games. And I had a season ticket for one of them years as well. That says a lot. You, you can never... The thing about United, the thing about supporting your club is you can never stop supporting your club. Like, you know, you could be one of those fans that went over to FC United. I, I know quite a few fans that have, have took more of a um, vested interest, let's say, in Salford and what Salford are doing, obviously, because of Clapham United who are in... Pretty yeah. much running the show over there, aren't they? Especially with Scolzi in charge now. But you can't ever stop supporting your club. Like you're always going to have one eye on what United are doing, aren't you? So we're never going to get away from it. It's just shit that it's ended up. People warned us for years, didn't they? When the Glazers took over, they warned us and warned us, and everyone ignored it, or it fell on deaf ears because Fergie was still there and we were still winning trophies left, right, and centre. And then we had that fucking magic double winning season where we won the Champions League fucking beat Chelsea like we did and um, no no, no one was fucking paying attention to any of the problems were they no and no, you know what's going to happen do go on um, like we were talking earlier in the group chat it looks like again the manager is going to become the scapegoat again from their failings um, it's been widely reported that United didn't get the players that he asked for, missed all four targets. Um, but yeah, as we, were, as we were literally talking in the group chat earlier, um, it seems that apparently 
Bruno Fernandes today or someone said that Bruno Fernandes has lost faith in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, and our run of games that are coming up are not promising in the slightest. We've got Newcastle away on Saturday, as we spoke about. Then we've got PSG away, which is going to be fun. Uh, I can't see... They'll want revenge, basically, won't they, for us, what we did to him in the Champions League. Um, then it's Chelsea at home. Then it's Leipzig away. Then it's Arsenal at home. Then it's Istanbul, Bazakshir here away. Then it's Fucking Everton away. from that. Yeah, so... Uh, we were saying earlier, he's the favourite at Evans Money to uh, to be sacked, the next manager sacked. And we reckon by the Chelsea game, if not the Leipzig game, give him a, I think they'll give him a home Champions League tie at least. Um, but yeah, I reckon we could be starting the Arsenal match at home with Maurizio Pochettino in charge. We've got... Martial's suspended for three games. Cavani's self-isolating. Bailey's shit. Maguire's shit. Listen, drop Pogba. We're, we're knackered. This is going to split because it's going to split opinion this year. But I'm not asked to come out and say it anyway. What's Pochettino going to do? I'm sorry, but what what's Pochettino done is I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I'm not saying he's a bad manager at all. I, he was a minor miracle. He took Spurs to a Champions League final. To be honest. But what's he done? Like, I don't understand why the, the media and some fans are so obsessed with getting Pochettino in. He's not won anything. He's, he's had a, a bit of a decent time at Southampton and then he's gone over to Spurs, played some pretty football and he made a Champions League final and then he had a horrendous start to the season. He got binned out for Jose. And I, I hate to say it, but Jose's it's kind of looking like he's going to start fucking doing some bits and pieces at Spurs. Do you know what I mean? Because he's finally had backing off a of board. God knows what would have happened if we would have backed him. So, Giving him the players that he fucking wanted to get. I don't blame I, Jose. I don't blame Oli either. They've not been backed. It's going to be I the same. Answered your own question there. Maurizio Pochettino wasn't backed. They went like two windows, didn't they, Spurs, without actually buying anyone. I think after the Champions League final, they didn't buy anyone. So I think that was a problem. And it just, he took. If you look at the team he had when he took over and a couple of the signings he brought in, as it, as it stood there, it's not it, you wouldn't look like a team that would have done anything. Like Harry Kane and Human Son aside, Larice was out injured for ages anyway, but um, still, they're probably the best players. The rest of the squad are comfortably a sixth, seventh table team. He took them up a level just with who he was as a manager. And I think that at the, the time when he was manager of Spurs, the squad that Manchester United have now are better than that squad. And I think he'll do more with this squad. And I think that the board will be more comfortable with backing a kind of more proven at a higher level manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think that they there were elements of do we want to spend £120 million on a player that Solskjaer wants? The other part of me thinks, well, is that not a player that the club want as a whole? Um, I just I think that he's got more pedigree than Solskjaer. Well, this is um, what I'm saying. Like we, I've, heard, I've heard that a few times. He's got more pedigree. Of what? He's not won anything. 
<laughs> he's no. not fucking won anything. He's not fucking done anything. We, and we didn't back Van Hal, and Van Hal's got fucking plenty of pedigree. We didn't fucking back Jose in the end, and Jose's got the most pedigree of fucking any manager out there. Who's got more pedigree than Jose in the man- management world at the moment, still managing? Tell me. Guardiola. Has he? Trophy for trophy. I'm not sure about that. I think Jose might have won more than Guardiola has. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I think Jose's a better managing than Guardiola, but on, on facts, on paper, Jose's fucking won everything. I, and, and in the end, the, the board turned around to him and went, nah, we don't want to back you anymore. It, we just, it's a board problem. It's not a manager problem. Like It can't be Moyes, Van Hals, Jose's, and now Ollie's fault. It can't be. can't be all of them. No. If it's one, fair enough. If it's two, all right, it's a coincidence. Four managers, what's up? All four managers, it's their fault. All of them. I'm not... well, the thing, the way you've got to look at it, I think, is that it we can, we can, we can see it like that, but the board won't, and the board will sack him. If, if we don't, if we lose to Newcastle, if we lose to PSG, then he's a game away, I think. Um, and they will sack, they will get rid of him. Um, so then it asks a question. If not Maurizio Pochettino to come in, then who? Because he's inevitably going to go, I think, this season. Um, so who? Do you look at another young and experienced manager like um, Hoffenheim's manager? Um, Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, yeah. Or think, yeah. someone like um, Massimiliano Allegri and go, go to that, that extent. Or do you then go club legend again, Ryan Giggs? At least he's got managerial experience and he's doing a decent job with Wales. But he's not the manager. He's not the calibre of Manchester manager for Manchester United. I don't think. I think you need someone in like Pochettino. I really do. Well, on the on the subject of managers anyway, United are the only club in Manchester that looks like they might have a different manager by the end of the year because Guardiola's not looking comfortable at City either and it's, yeah. it's been suggested that Pochettino could be going across the city and yeah, they're him up. I've also heard you know obviously because they're in the Premier League now and they're playing such good football and there's the link there between Pep and him I've also heard that City are quite liking the look of Bielsa so yeah. I don't know I'm like what what he's making of that, like the, the City situation, do you think City could be looking at a new manager by the end of the season? Just stepping back to what you were saying about the the managers at United, before I answer that question, the board will never sack itself. No. And that's the problem. Like they, they will sack managers and bring new managers in and back them. I said a few weeks ago, they back them to a point and they'll say they'll cut off spending and that'll be it. And then it's work with what you've got. Fine, we'll bring in someone new. The board at Man United is not second itself. And ultimately, that is the problem. The, the, the problem is the board. But the managers are always the fall guy. Yeah. And it's, it's the same. It's been the same in football for years. Chelsea were probably the first one of our generation to really, us to experience it, the, the fucking merry-go-round there. And at Real Madrid as well. Like Real Madrid was a fucking embarrassment at times. Yeah. Win, win a league and still get sacked. Um, but I, I do, I do feel sorry for Oli. I feel sorry for Van Gaal. I feel sorry for Jose Mourinho. I even feel sorry in a way for David Moyes. Like David Moyes was set up to fail to begin with. 
he was yeah. never ever going to succeed from Fergie. What we should have done was brought in Mourinho from the off when Fergie retired, stable that ship, give him two seasons, let him fuck off like he always does, and then someone like Moyes could have come in like they've done with Solskjaer this time. But with Pochettino, why he needs to come in sooner rather than later is the question you've just asked about Guardiola. That's why Pochettino needs to come in because if we don't get him, he is going to go over the road. And he's going to see that City, it, it's still it's still a prospect, isn't it? Like they've, they've still not won the Champions League yet. It's still a project to win the Champions League. And I think he'll be fucking licking his lips at the thought of that. Do I think they'll sack Guardiola? No. They couldn't. Do I think he will leave by mutual consent? Maybe. I don't think Bielsa's the one. I, I, I can't. I can't see Bielsa. That that step is too much. That step is way, way too much. Like his his record as a manager has always been sub-level clubs. Stint with the Argentinian national team. Um, I can call him a sub-level club and you celebrate all you want, mate. You're still giving me twenty pound end of the season for beating Sheffield United. <laughs> I don't care, mate. You just said Leeds United a sub-level club. They've not been in the Premier League for 14 years. Like his, his first job in England was coming to the Championship. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. He looks like a fucking phenomenal manager and the football they're playing is brilliant. Well, there's absolutely no way that he'd last at City. So I can't see that. The only free option would then be Pochettino. And I think that's why it sounds grim saying this. It's a blessing that if Oli is going to get sacked, it's going to come sooner rather than later because at least for United, we will have this manager. I get what you're saying. He's not won anything. And I get that. But name me a manager that's out there that would be ready to take the club. Pochettino is a manager who can transform and make a team. Reminds me of... Yeah, he's, he, he made the team at Southampton and Southampton were brilliant under him. He's turned that Spurs team around. That Spurs team and its identity was made by Pochettino. He reminds me a bit of Andre Villas-Boas in a way as well, where he's not asked who you are. If he don't want you in the club, he'll get rid of you. And that's what we need. We need a manager to come in and just rip through the fucking club and make a new identity. We, we've got no identity. And we need one. You say that, but in the Champions League final, yeah, where we had a big call to make about what was right and what was the boards mm -hmm. and the fans thing that they wanted to do, he put Kane in the team. He dropped Lucas Moura yeah. to Kane. He's a yes man. He's a fucking so, yes man. They were talking about this um, on TalkSport earlier when it comes to um, playing Harry Kane in the... Um, the World Cup semi-final when he was a little when he wasn't quite fit, um, and the same logic applies to both. I think where with a player like Lucas Moura for Spurs in the final, like it was with um, Raheem Sterling or whoever else in for for England, those types of players are more likely to need maybe three, four, possibly even five chances to put one away. Whereas with Harry Kane in the team, we even have a half-thick Harry Kane. He only needs one or two chances and he'll score it. So I think, I think we'd all have done the same thing. He's the best striker in England, I think. He's one of the best strikers in the world. If he's semi-fit, you've got to play him. 
and um, I, I don't care how good Lucas Moura is. It's it's, it's Harry Kane. L- the final. You've Listen, no one's disputing how, how how good Harry Kane is. Like Harry Kane's the best striker in the country. Lucas Moura scored a hat trick away from home in the Champions League semi final to get you through to the final. You cannot tell me he is not good enough to win you a final. You can't. Can't do it. If if Harry if Harry Kane was a hundred percent fit, it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. You put 100% Lucas Moore against 100% Harry Kane. It's Harry Kane all day. Of course it is. And we all agree on that, don't we? <laughs> but, but Lucas Moura, on a high like that, drags his team on a single-handedly into a Champions League final. You've got to play him. You've got to play him. And I'm not saying the result would have been any different. Referee gave Liverpool a penalty 50 seconds into the final. It was only going to go one way, wasn't it? But... You can't not start your informed striker. We all know how we watch football for a long enough time to know that there's a couple of positions on, on the pitch that are funny. Like goalkeepers are funny. If a goalkeeper loses form, a bit like Pickford at the moment, it's hard to get that back because it's hard to make up the mistakes as a keeper. It's a very lonely position to have on the field. Strikers are completely the same in in a weird sort of way in the sense that when a striker gets a purple patch and they're scoring goals everything they hit goes in everything and that's a mentality thing that I'm, I'm convinced of it like they just have that belief of I can score I can score however you want me to I can score a scuff shot I can score a volley I could slam one in from 30 yards outside the area give me that penalty I'll score it give me the free kick I'll score it I'll score with my head aim for me on a corner a free kick I'll nod it in when you've got a striker like that who's in form, you've got to play him because that's the they feed off that, they feed off goals. It, it's a big, it's a big mental thing for me, and I just think he, he fucked up. He just showed that he was a yes man by dropping him for the final. It's just a weak, it's just weak character. It's a little bit like, and I don't like criticizing Ollie, and I'll finish with me rant in a minute, but I don't like criticizing Ollie too much because I think a lot of what's happened isn't his fault. But dropping Romero for the cup finals, the cup semi-finals, rather, last season, the De Gea, that, 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 it's weak. It's weak. You, you've gone with Romero the entire time. He's the informed keeper. He's doing well. He's not made mistakes. He's been dependable. Stick with him. He's in form. Stick with him. Don't drop him. I, I might be... Where are you sitting on this, Dale? Because... Am I am I wrong? Like, are you are you with Lee and Danny? Like, I can get I can get what you are saying, lads. Like, of course it can. I think I'm just on the other side of it completely. Uh, I think as well. Um, I mean, even when when the fixtures came out, uh, whenever it was, a couple months ago, I think we knew October was going to be a bit of a rough month anyway. Um, but I think just. By the the show in the first game against Palace, just made those fixtures about ten times harder in my opinion. Uh, the way we performed, the the manner in which we got beat, um, just in three games, you should really we should really have had what seventy points. I would have thought, possibly a draw against Spurs, win the first two games. And then roll, on, roll into October and you're playing Chelsea, you're playing Arsenal as well. I could understand dropping a, a point or two there, maybe. Um, but the manner in which, obviously, that first game went sort of has, has set the tone, really, for probably the, for the next, you know, six or seven games. 
Um, I'm probably, I, I'm probably with Lee. I, I, I can't see Ollie lasting too much longer if it carries on the way with the way we're going. Um, yeah, it's, I want, I, re- I really want him to do well. To be honest, I can see what he's trying to do there, but. You just can't carry on with what we've just seen for the first three games. I think he's displayed too much his tactical ineptitude. Like he, he's some of the decisions that he makes either during the game or team selections. The first game of the season where he left Aaron Wambasaka on the bench against one of his former teammates, Wilfred Zaha. It doesn't. That does not make any sense to anyone. He he wasn't injured. He wasn't not match fit. He just left him out. And the same with starting Dan James. It, like that right hand side was a shambles, and it was his fault that. Um, similarly, the substitutions that he makes sometimes just does not make sense. Like we we're, we're needing a goal, and then we like for like swap a midfielder like McTominay, Matic, or. Fred and Matic or something like that. Um, or we we change a, a, a defender. It doesn't... The like-for-like like substitutions is something that always gets on my nerves. And Gareth Southgate does it for England. If you, if you need something to change, then surely it has to be positionally as well as just... A, a, or a different type of player within the same position rather than exact same tra- you may as well just copy and paste the player that you've you've taken off and putting on um and i think that he does that too often and it he doesn't react quick enough in games either um a lot of people criticize him because he, he doesn't stand on the sideline as being a vocal manager he doesn't scream and shout and stuff and i i'm not necessarily saying it's fair to say that that's an issue but when you're losing two three four five six one like we were against Spurs, and he sort of slumped in the in, in the bench. You don't want to see that. You want to see him getting up and in, in the face of his players, and 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 especially with um, with no fans in the in the games, you, you can hear him more. So surely it's more of a reason to get up and shout off the sidelines because because your players can hear you. So I don't know. It's just again, it's just a, that's a minor criticism. I think uh, I think it's unfair to because different managers have different styles, but still. Um, I just think that is his tactical decision making and our almost insistence to to play out from the back even when it's not working, uh, when we're being pressed high up the pitch. There's a lot of things there, and we, we've kind of seen these performances from Paul Pogba as well before, and that was in the run up to Mourinho getting sacked. Um, and it, it's almost like a a smoking good in it when Pogba starts playing like this. Manager's probably going to get sacked soon, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it needs to happen quick, otherwise the season's over already. Speaking of uh, Paul Pogba, have you all heard the news about his France teammate today? Breaking yeah. news. Kante. Everyone heard the Kante news? Yeah. Yeah. What are we making of that? Because I... It blows my mind that N'Golo Kante is not one of the first names on that team sheet for Chelsea. He's the best central defensive midfielder in the world. I, I For me, I don't think there's anyone better. I can't imagine Kante arguing with anyone, to be honest. No. <laughs> he's too he's nice. Not, yeah, he's just 
such a lovely guy. And Lampard's a nice guy as well. I just can't imagine two nice guys in football having an argument like that. I think it's probably just a load of bullshit, to be honest. That's my that's my take on it anyway. I think it's probably just the press trying to cause a bit of friction yeah. in the camp. I think, I, I think with him, with Kante as well. Oh, sorry, Josh. No, all, all I'm saying is, mate, like, I think it's just another one of those press things where they're just trying to create a story because nothing's really going on in the world other than COVID at the moment. So they're just trying to cause, you know, get themselves on, on the front of a, a, a news cover or a website or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's... He's probably one of them players, if the manager, if, if he's predominantly a centre midfielder, if a manager says you're playing right back today, he'll go and play it. Yeah. No questions asked, he'll go and do it. Yeah, and he'll be the best right back. He'll go and do a job. In the league, because <laughs> he's got that engine. He just never stops uh, running. But he's just, he's just one of them players where he, you could probably put him in any position, he will probably say yes and then go and do a fucking job. I think he's it. one of the best players in the world, mate. My yeah. hands down. I think it's fucking incredible. Like you said, he'll play anywhere. He, he struggled a couple of years ago when Sarri tried to push him further forward. Um, but defensively, like you said, Dale, put him left back, right back. He could drop into centre back. He'd be the fucking best in that position. I think he's outstanding, me. And the fact that for some reason, whether this story is fabricated or not, it's clear that Frank doesn't rate him as highly as we all do. The fact that he doesn't play him that often, it's a weird one, isn't it? They've really got, strange one. They favour Jorginho over him, don't they? And they try and force him to play Jorginho's role as well when they swap him. Yeah. Imagine if we had Kante sat behind potentially Pogba oh, and Bruno Fernandes. Stop it. Who wouldn't do that? Could be a genuine Fucking time. ridiculous. And the fact that Chelsea fans, the fact that there's so many Chelsea fans and pundits out there and stuff that are literally licking Declan Rice's arsehole and they're like, mate, I was listen- listening to Drive on Swords. Anyone else listens to Drive on Swords War today? Fucking Adrian, Adrian Durham, yeah. Fucking hell. goes, um, Declan Rice will be an upgrade on N'Golo Kante. Excuse me? <laughs> He does on purpose, though, because Adrian Durham is notorious for it, ignoring. Nothing That's he like, says is real. He, he says it for engagement and getting people to tweet him abuse. Honestly, that's like, that's like saying, I don't want to go Marks and Spencers today. Why do that when we've got quick save down the road? <laughs> what a comparison. <laughs> the blast from the past, that quick save. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a quick save in fucking forever, man. <laughs> fucking hell. There aren't any quick saves anymore, I don't think. I think there's one in Wales. I googled it not long ago, and I think there's one still like languishing about. <laughs> the sole survivor. Fucking quick save. What was your you one? Trip there? Lad's trip, quick save. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a like, home brew? across the border, can we, boys? Oh, yeah. Sake. Do you remember um, what was the other one? Summerfield. Do you remember Summerfield? Summerfield, mate. I remember Summerfield, yeah. Jesus Christ. Summerfield. Summerfield. Like Heron. Sa- Heron Safeway. Safeways is, was there. That went and gone. That's come back yeah. now as well, which is hilarious. Safeways. Neto, yeah. Fucking hell. Neto. <laughs> Neto. What a fucking place that was. 
There was another one as well. We had a place in Hyde. I don't know if you used any of this like when you were younger. It was called like DJ's Discounts, right? I don't. <laughs> I don't think. It... <laughs> no, right? No. No. It gets better. It gets better, right? So <laughs> you go in there and they fucking be selling like out of date crisps and chocolate and shit. But like by a week or two, obviously the supermarkets aren't allowed to sell anymore. Now, I'm talking like twenty years ago now, fucking and. Man. It was obviously like when rules were a bit laxer and shit. It was fucking class. You could walk in with a quid and come back with like two massive like bag for lives full of just like these top range crisps and chocolate that are like a week out of date. And obviously like, the chocolate is sugar. It's never going out of date. It was <laughs> fucking mint. God, we had in, in my village, eh, we, we've got Tesco Express there now and it's been that for forever. But before that... It was a night and day. Night and day. What's a night and day? Night and day. It was like yellow and black branded. I always remember that. Might have just been local to us, but. Other night and day. What's the other one? One stop. One stops are always the ones that were like spotted around everywhere, weren't they? One stop. What's that? McCoyles now, aren't they? As well. Yeah. Yeah. But he just marked the price on everything up by 300%. <laughs> oh, that, what, is it Londis? Londis, yeah. mate. <laughs> I, always, I just hate that name, though. Like, I wouldn't even go into a Londis because it just sounds wrong. It sounds grim, <laughs> doesn't it? They're the type of ones that are double up as uh, petrol stations, usually, aren't they? Yeah. No, that's always can't spa. Tell, can't you yeah, tell that the spa. football world is fucking dead? <laughs> <laughs> how can you how to tell it's an international break <laughs> oh it's been wank hasn't it Operation. big picture yeah we've got Denmark tomorrow haven't we where we've got no left backs anymore so it's just going to be right back FC again against yeah. fucking Denmark Do you who's going to play go on sorry I was just going to say sorry lad but I want to go back to Kante doing a job all over the pitch and bring it to England. I just want to say, Trippier doing a job at left back. Fair play, lad. Did Solid. well there. Did very well there. Yeah, he did. It is, yeah. it is Trippier that I was going to speak about. Do you know why he's not with England? Yeah, I heard before. He's he's um. They said personal reasons, but it's actually because um he has got an FA betting charge. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, so he's uh. Being done for betting, I think. Do you know how I know? Because I'm in you court with them tomorrow. The FA want to know why I put a 22 fold on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the FA want to know why you've uh, bet on the Azerbaijani under 19s league. You know what? I wouldn't mind, but every single team's come in, and the only team that didn't come in was Spain. Spain were beaten by Ukraine tonight. Wow. Germany were getting beat as well, from what I saw. Who's, who's Spain got anymore? Who, who plays? That's, that's it. No one. The, the international football standards has gone downhill. Portugal, France, <laughs> Belgium and England, I think, are the best teams in Europe now. And I think we're, we're top two. I think we're up there with France because Belgium aren't going to do anything. They're a team of... They're a team in a golden generation with a shite manager. 
I know they've just won 12 games in a row, but we've just beaten them. And that tells you all you need to know about Belgium. So the way I see it, I think it's us and France, best two teams in Europe. Nah. We, we are never going to win anything, ever. I don't know. With the team, we, we, that team we threw together beat Belgium. Like, that, is that that team that in the group chat you were absolutely slating and yeah. furious <laughs> <Yeah>. with? <laughs> oh. Doesn't make any sense. I, I don't write. Jack Grelish must have, like, I don't know, he must have knock-a-door-runned Gareth Southgate for all of his childhood years for him to hate him so much. Let me put this a better way. Even if Jack Grealish was a right-back, he wouldn't have been picked the other night. (laughs) 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 I don't know what he's done. I don't know why he doesn't like him. Don't know Do, you know, Do you think that he knows he's doing it as well? Because in the post-match interview the other night, when asked about Jack Grelish, he said about six words and immediately switched to Mason Mount. Do you think he knows he's doing it? Because that's what everyone jokes about. Everyone made jokes about that. And then he actually did it in a press conference. I. What does he hate about it? People, the, the thing that annoyed me about it was where he goes, well, this is a... Um, that he's played against a certain caliber of opponent. Oh, uh, he's got to step it up. I'm like, he plays in the Premier League. He plays in the Premier League. He fucking put in a man of the match of performance against the champions for fuck's sake. Like, what else do you want him to do? Like, change his name to fucking Jack Southgate Grelish. Like, I, I don't understand what he needs to do. He has to start tomorrow night. And so does so does fucking Dean Henderson. No, do you want to drop Pickford? I think they will. I think they'll they, they, they pick all three for each game. Calm down. I was going to say the the, the chap that plays for Leeds. Is it Calvin Phillips? Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, was uh, you know Leeds just come up as he played his first game the other week. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 played, he played. He played an England game before he played in the Premier League. Yeah, he only played a, a certain caliber of player. I know players. You know, you've got that uh, Arsenal chat. Is it Saka? Mm. Did he play the other yeah. night? How many, uh, how many yeah, games he, did he played. Played the first game, didn't he? For Arsenal, you know. I mean, what's he got to do, Grealish? Really, I mean. He's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know what else he's got to do, to be honest. Um, speaking of England as well, like the under-21s, like this interesting fact I heard before, under-21s are play- playing tonight, aren't they? I think they beat Turkey yeah. in the end. But um, do you know if, if Eddie Nketiah, and I'm not saying the result or who scored, but if Eddie Nketiah scored tonight, he becomes the all-time leading under-21 England goal scorer. Yeah, Overtaking. Overtaking. Alan Shearer and, and I, I bet in a million fucking years, none of you can guess who the other striker is unless you already know. Francis Jeffers. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mate, I must have heard that fact about 10 years ago and that's been stored in there ready for that one moment. Francis Jeffers. He was class him at Everton. Then Arsene Wenger got hold of him and he just turned to absolute dog shit. Do you know what I was thinking to myself? I, I heard the same stat. 
on Talksport earlier, and when they said, "Oh, he um, he could become the top goal scorer for the England Twenty Ones," I was thinking to myself, "Is that really a feat, though? Like, surely if it, if you're saying that it's that's a good thing, then you should be good enough to be playing for the senior team, even if you are banging the goals in." And then what they said, "He's shit. You can't play for Arsenal. He's wank." No, so I, I'm I'm a bit. Skeptical about it until I heard it was Alan Shearer who was overtaken. I thought, oh, well, it must, it's the best accolade that anyone could ever receive. Then, so. <laughs> <laughs> Franny um, Jeffers, they played well. Franny I was Jeffers. watching, I watched the first half, um, but they played very well. Um, Ryan Sessignon was decent, Callum Hudson Adore was pretty good. Ben Godfrey, Everton's new signing, yeah, he looks solid at the back. Um, Max Ahrens, you can see why Barca wanted him. He, he's fucking quality as well. Um, but Jude Bellingham, already one we let get, one we let get away. That's he was unreal, um, and he's only seventeen. So... Stop it! Have you um, have you heard the news today that United United are planning a double swoop for Haaland and Sancho next summer? What, where, do you, where do you two get your fucking news from? Because I swear, the amount of rumours that you lot were spouting in that chat over the transfer window, oh. I can't get behind it, me lads. Honestly, I get it from the same place. We get everything to her. Yeah, <laughs> the source of all information. Fucking ridiculous. Who comes yeah. up with that? Like that's obviously bollocks. As if they'd sell them both in the same window. You know what? The thing is, even if they turn around and said, yeah, we'll sell them both, you just have to give us 250 million. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen, is it? Because we're just not going <laughs> to fucking offer them that amount. <laughs> would you, Would you? if we if we gave the money, would you take both of them for 250 million? Yeah, not even a question. Would you? Yeah. I, 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 I know they only just bought Haaland for 20 million and that's probably the question you're asking there. Like They've only just paid that much for him, but he is that good. He is well, he's got a buyout, hasn't he? Sensational. Hasn't he got I a 50 million buyout? I think he has. Well, if he has, then let's hope someone pulls a finger out next season. Madrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benzema's hitting the end of his career. Off yeah. to Madrid you go. Yeah, him and Sancho both go, I reckon. Him, Sancho, Deo Pomacano, those three will go to Madrid, and that'll be it. They'll win the Champions League again three years in a row. No, I think Haaland's going to Bayern. And Koulibaly will still be in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, Koulibaly's never, ever, ever leaving that football club, ever. No. He's just going to automatically become their manager as soon as his contract finishes. He had his chance this year and it, it's, not, it's not happened, so I don't think it will. It's like Zaha, like he had his chance, he's, he's missed it now. He'll be at Palace now until the his end of time. contract expires. Yeah. yeah. Even then he'll probably sign a new one because he won't have any choice. Yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fucking get outlived by Roy Hodgson in the cons. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. To support us, please follow us on social media by searching for at 4Manx1Sophie on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for 4Manx1Sophie. Thanks from myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh, and we'll catch you next time.